All right, ladies and sex lords. That's like an edge lord, but who gets pussy? It's Andy here. It's day 157 of the Inner Winner Show. Now, I just went to take a big, great big gulp of water before I started this podcast, and the lid wasn't on properly, and I just drenched myself in water. So I'm sitting here like half naked, cold, shivering, but I thought we'd get this podcast done. This comes from one of my Patreons, a guy called Ed. Shout outs to Ed. What a top legend. He's asked me the most questions of anyone on my Patreon. If you sign up for my Patreon, you get to ask me questions and I answer them on podcasts. That's at patreon.com forward slash kill your inner loser. You guys better hurry up and go the fuck on there right now because this Ed motherfucker's asked like six questions at this point. He's getting his money's worth. What a fucking badass. Now, he asked a really big question. I like this question. It's a good question. He said, why is building comfort considered such an important part of mainstream pickup artist philosophy, but it's hardly ever discussed at all within my website or another website that we're both part of called Good Looking Loser. So he goes on to say, according to mainstream advice, women need to have spent time and connect emotionally with a man before they're willing to have sex with him. Is there something missing from this view of sex and female attraction? Is If building comfort is important, why do women have casual sex when they barely know a guy? He goes on to say, hint, I know part of the answer, or I think I know part of the answer. I think it's lust and physical attractiveness is driving the attraction in these casual sexual relationships. Yes, spoiler alert, that's correct. Excitement, risk, and moving fast can be an attraction in itself. No one questions a roller coaster ride by saying, aren't you afraid? The response is simply, duh, it's supposed to be a little scary and exciting. That's why it's fun. Yep, great, perfect. I don't need to answer this question. But I will answer this question because you're a loyal Patreon subscriber and I'm good to my Patreons like that. So I want you to think of sex as a transaction, a trading of value. I know that's a very bare bones, unsexy view of sex. Maybe that sounds a little combative and not how I would normally phrase sex, of course. But just bear with me just for this example. If you're a super hot, sexual, confident guy, okay, maybe I won't say super hot, but if you're just a good looking guy, a hot guy, excuse me, I'm fucking dying. I got to stop having milk before I do these goddamn podcasts. So if you're super, if you're a hot guy, a confident guy, that already in itself is a lot to offer. So girls will fuck you, even though they barely know you. The very idea of just having sex with that guy is exciting in itself. Just like you said with a roller coaster ride, because you look good, you seem cool. It's assumed you're probably banging other girls and you have options. That in itself is hot to women. They want to be with the guy or they want to have casual sex with. It's exciting to have casual sex with the guy that other women also want to have casual sex with, right? The guy that's, you know, wanted, that's lusted after, that's, you know, popular. I talked about this in a previous podcast I did called Attraction versus Lust. And also in an article I wrote, called Why Losing Fat Matters Above All Else for Getting Laid. I'll leave links in the show notes below to both of those articles. But I essentially talked about all these points, that the more attractive you make yourself, the more girls start to lust after yourself. They will start using phrases like, you're fucking sexy, you're hot, oh my God, I want you, stuff like that. On Tinder, as in before you've even matched, before you've even gotten their number, after you've matched, hopefully, unless they're literally hacking Tinder and sending you messages without matching. Shout outs to the hackers listening to this. Please don't hack me. Please don't DDoS me. So the more attractive you make yourself, the more girls start to lust after you. And they're more open to having casual sex with you. You don't need to go on as many dates with them. You don't have to go on like five dates in order to have sex with them. 
I think you, as in Ed, you asking this question, you know, I know you pretty well. You're already getting towards that point. You're already at a point now where you can have sex with girls on the first date. You know how to do that. You know, you're working on making that more consistent, but you already have some experience with having sex on the first or definitely the second date. So you can see how as you improve yourself, as you become more confident, as you start to put out a more sexual vibe on Tinder, and that just means looking like a guy with some sex appeal. You don't have to be like crazy sexual, but just looking like a guy that girls will probably want to fuck. You start being able to have sex earlier and more casual and more on your terms. Again, you, Ed, you know this, you know that you're getting to a point where you get to dictate the terms. You're already at a point where you can dictate the terms. And you can say, hey, I just want something casual. And girls are like, yeah, sure, right? The more attractive you can make yourself, the more you get to be in that position. And if you look at my own sex life and Imogen, my girlfriend's sex life with me, as in when we see girls together in threesomes, we both have very sexual Tinder profiles. I have BDSM pictures on mine. She has BDSM pictures on hers. I have a photo of me showing off my abs. She has a photo of her in lingerie in her bedroom. We don't need to build comfort with girls, right? We've banged 20 girls together. Not a single one of them wanted to build comfort with us. In fact, if we'd sat around building too much comfort, that would have been a goddamn turnoff, just like the roller coaster ride. Imagine if someone sits there before you go on a roller coaster and says, all right, so turn one is going to be a 45 degree turn and you'll be going at about 30 miles an hour. Then you're going to go into turn two. That'll be like maybe a 20 degree angle, maybe 21 degrees, I think from memory. And that's, uh, I think last time I checked, that was like a 43 mile an hour turn. Um, you'll probably feel that you get shifted to the left a little bit. Then you're going to climb up. So you'll be building anticipation. Don't stress. The anticipation will build up. I don't want you to be worried. I don't want you to be anxious about the anticipation because when you come down, I know it's going to seem scary, but it's not scary. You know, you go at a reasonable pace. As long as you sort of just remind yourself to do some deep breathing, it won't be scary at all. You come out the other side, you'll do the whole roller coaster, and you'll be like, yeah, that was okay. That wasn't too scary at all. That's not sexy. <laughs> That's not where you go on a roller coaster. You go on a roller coaster because it's scary, like you said, because there's the anticipation, because there's this feeling of, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And that is a lot of the reason why girls will have casual sex with, as you put it, a guy that they barely know because they don't know what's going to happen, because it's sexy, because it's exciting. It's a little bit terrifying. It makes them nervous. It makes them fucking wet with anticipation of what might happen. And a big part of that requires trust, right? Just like if you go on the roller coaster, you're sort of trusting two things. One, that I'll be safe. And two, more importantly, that it will be fun. You wouldn't go on a roller coaster if you thought it wasn't going to be fun, right? You'd be like, fuck that, I'll save my money. Why would I line up and go on this shitty thing if it's going to be boring as fuck? Girls, when they have casual sex with the guy they barely know, are giving you the same sort of trust. First of all, they're hoping that, you know, it'll be safe, but that that's not that important. Just like you don't really sit there and hope the roller coaster will be safe. You just kind of trust that, like, you know, I, I guess I hope it will be. Girls do the same. But the one thing that they do have to trust is that the sex will be good with you. No girl wants to have sex with a guy, you know, casual sex on the first night and it's bad. That is a woman's worst fucking nightmare. A lot of girls are completely okay. Maybe most girls, but definitely a lot of girls are completely okay with having casual sex on the first date if it's good or if it's at least okay. It doesn't have to be mind-blowing. It just has to be better than average, right? If it's mind-blowing, that's even better. Great. It just can't be bad. So they are trusting you that, or in order for them to have sex on the first date or casual sex, you know, really early on, they have to be able to trust that it's going to be a good experience. Now, 
How do you know the roller coaster is going to be a good experience? You look at the roller coaster, you see the turns, you look at the outside of it, and you say, "That looks fucking cool. That looks really good. I like the I like those turns. I like how steep you know that hill is. That looks pretty crazy. It's got a water slide thing at the end. Yeah, I think that's going to be a fun time. Women will look at you and say, "Okay, this guy's got abs. He's got a couple of pictures with him with girls, or you know, when he talked to me in person, when he came up and cold approached me, he seemed pretty confident. He dresses really well." He looks pretty sexy from the outside. I'm going to assume that this guy can probably give me a decent sexual experience. And then she's far more likely to say yes to you, right? She's far more likely to say, yeah, sure, let's fuck on the first date. Yeah, I'd love to come back to your apartment. That sounds fun. Because she's going to assume this guy's probably going to give me a decent sexual experience. I probably won't be disappointed. Now, on the flip side, if you look miserable as a human being, as a man, if you look like a joke, Maybe I'm taking it a little far, but if you're chubby, if you dress just like the average guy, and that's what most pickup artists look like, right? I know that they talk about peacocking and all that, but let's be honest, they look like shit, right? They're usually overweight. Even with their peacocking, they don't look amazing. They're not wearing in-fashion clothes. They look like their mother dressed them. I'm being hard on pickup artists, but whatever. That's the stereotype. It's a stereotype for a reason. A girl will look at that guy and she'll be like, this guy doesn't know how to fuck. (laughs) Like, why would this guy know how to fuck? There's a small chance he could be a virgin. Yeah, he's really confident, but like, I know he doesn't know how to fuck. He probably is really good on dates. He's probably a really sweet guy who's ultra confident and he'll take me on a really nice date. We'll go on a few dates. We'll go to dinner and a movie. It'll be really nice. And yeah, we'll eventually have sex. It'll be really nice. You know, she doesn't look at him and think like, this guy knows how to toss me around the bedroom. This guy knows how to fuck my brains out. Of course not. She's looking at that guy more in terms of like, we will build a little comfort. We'll get to know each other. I'm sure he's really nice. He seems like a really confident guy. I definitely think he's masculine and shit, but she's not thinking like this guy's going to fuck my ass in the bedroom, right? So comfort will be required. You won't by default have the assumption, or she won't by default have the assumption that you're going to be great at sex. Why would she? That'd be ridiculous, right? You don't look like a guy who gets laid. You don't. We all know that. You look at an average guy who's dressing average. You don't assume that guy goes home and like fucks women's brains out, right? No one assumes that. You look at the jock or the guy who's dressed really well or the guy who's, you know, looks really sexy or the guy with abs and shit. You look at that guy, you know, the guy who's dressed like a fuck boy and you say, that guy probably knows how to have sex. I bet you that guy, you know, bangs women all the time and then never calls them again. We all assume that guy probably has a lot of sex, right? So girls are more likely to have casual sex with that guy who looks like he has a lot of casual sex. It's as plain and simple as that. You're looking at the outside appearance. You look at the average pickup artist. He doesn't look like he knows how to fuck his fuck her brains out. So in the average pickup artist um, case, connection and comfort will literally be a prerequisite to having decent sexual experience, right? They will literally have to build comfort with the girl and she will need to build comfort with them before she feels okay having sex because she doesn't want to have a bad sexual experience. And what's one way to have a decent sexual experience? Build some comfort, get to know each other, like each other, ask about each other's past, share stuff that you guys, your hobbies, stuff you like, your preferences, your likes and dislikes, your values, you know, talk about your friends, introduce her to your friends, all that kind of like comfort building stuff, build some really nice, sweet memories together get to know each other. All of that shit does make good sex. It doesn't make mind-blowing sex. It's never going to be as good, but it's not a fucking competition. Let's just say building comfort does eventually get to good sex. Of course it does, right? That's how most people have sex. That's how most couples 
get together. That's how most relationships form. They build a lot of connection. And then by the time they have sex, they get to look into each other's eyes. It's really nice. I'm not even knocking that. Like that's a great way to have some really nice sex. But that's probably not going to, if you're that guy, you're probably not going to be able to do that on the first date, right? It is going to take you some time to build up that comfort. It's going to take some time for her to feel comfortable giving that part of herself to you. And again, she's not just going to hand it over in the way that she would with someone like me or a guy who dresses, you know, really well, a guy who's like super ripped, a guy who looks like he can get laid, right? That guy gets to fuck her immediately because she's just going to assume, like I said before, yeah, this guy probably knows how to fuck. Sure. I'll take a risk. I'll take a chance and fuck him. She's never in a billion years going to take a chance with a pickup artist because he doesn't look like he knows how to fuck. The writing is on the wall. You take one look at him and you're like, that guy doesn't know how to fuck. Now, you could be wrong about that. He might be the world's best fucking fucker, but he probably isn't. And you have to remember that there's a certain, there's a level of risk of her just giving you her pussy for nothing, right? Why would she take that risk and possibly get disappointed? Girls don't, their sexual, their sexuality isn't the same as ours. We're okay with fucking a few girls and having some disappointments. Girls aren't. Girls don't want to have disappointments with sex. They're not just going to freely throw their pussy around and go like, yeah, anyone can fuck me. I'm just a fucking cum whore. I don't care. And then she'll have five disappointments and be like, well, that doesn't feel good. Whereas guys have five disappointments and we're like, well, I'm growing. I'm learning. I got five, you know, notches on my belt. This was a good thing. It's not for women. So there is a risk there. Or there is more investment that needs to be made on her part. And so if she is going to have casual sex with someone, it's going to be with the guy who looks like he knows how to fuck, right? He can probably give her a good sexual experience. He's a risk worth taking. The average pickup artist is not a risk worth taking. And look, I'm not trying to be a dickhead here. I'm not saying that pickup artists are wrong or bad or stupid for building comfort. I get why they do it because they literally have to. Is it a good strategy for them? If you go off the premise that they don't even contemplate the idea of improving themselves, then yeah, sure. It's it's their only option, right? They literally have to build comfort. I would probably do the same in their position. Actually, that's not even true. As I say that, I would improve my looks like I have. I'd get to a point where women wanted to fuck me with very little effort. Of course, every guy is capable of that. I mean, I have a goddamn guide on improving your looks, taking better pictures. I'm talking about my Tinder guide. I'll leave a link in the show notes below to that. It's like, 130,000 words long. It's entirely goddamn free. You have no excuses not to improve yourself to look better. And don't forget, like, even in that guide, I show you pictures of where I started from, how, like, trash I looked. I look like a fucking trash man, right? I was obese. I dressed horribly. If I can go from that to having threesomes, to having BDSM sex all the time, banging tons of girls, like, you definitely can too. Um, I will say you have to be willing to put in work. It is a lot harder. It took me a couple of years of fucking ridiculously hard work to get there, but it's absolutely worth it when you get there because it's 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 really quite a beautiful thing to have girls lust over you and be desperate to fuck you instead of having to build this comfort. And of course, you can build comfort if you want to as a sexy guy. Like I can still build comfort with girls. I still do it with quite a few girls. It's just that it's no longer mandatory before you have sex and you don't have to build anywhere near as much comfort. You don't have to build any at all, obviously. My point that I'm at right now is I will have like a 30 minute date with the girl, sometimes an hour if I'm feeling like I really like her and, you know, I want to chill. Imogen and I will take her on a date, you know, we'll chill for a bit, we'll hang out, we'll have a drink, and then we'll take her back and fuck her brains out. As opposed to what like a lot of other guys have to do, where they would need to go on like three dates before they could smash a girl, right? And again, 
when you look good, you don't have to build comfort. Imogen and I are doing that because we want to screen the girls and make sure we actually like them before we take them back and have sex. We've had a lot of casual sex. We've had 20 girls at this point. There's not really much benefit to us just having a lot of throwaway sex. We screen a little bit. That's what that first date is for, to make sure we really like this girl before we go and bang her. So I will also say you can do even less than that. I think that goes without saying. There was a one to two year period where all I was doing was meeting girls in public from Tinder. I'd just say like, meet me in, on this street corner. We'd meet, I would grab them by the hand and take them immediately back to my place and fuck, like immediately. Sometimes I would even invite them straight to my place on the first date. That's something that you can only do if you look decent, right? That's a huge risk for a girl to take. And you have to start thinking of a lot of this stuff from the girl's point of view. It is a risk for her to have casual sex with someone she's never met. That is a risk. And just like you said with the roller coaster example, which was a fucking genius example, by the way, mate. The roller coaster thing, you will only get on that roller coaster if you think it's going to be fun and exciting and a little scary and like you want to get something out of it, right? Just like a girl will only come to your place or only have sex with you on, on the first date without really knowing you. If there's a reasonable chance or she thinks there's a reasonable chance that it's going to be pretty decent sex. Again, it doesn't have to be mind blowing, but it sure as hell can't be average sex. So you're offering, it's like you're offering more. I said at the start, I want you to think of this as a transaction. Temporarily, that's not how I normally view sex, but think of it as a transaction. If you look really good, you're offering something. You're offering a good sexual experience. And so she's more likely to be like, yeah, I'm going to take you up on that offer. I like that. Yeah, I'd like to have a bit of casual sex with someone who looks like he knows how to fuck or would be decent at it. Yeah, that, that sounds cool. That sounds fun. Let's Let's make it happen. But if you're chubby and you dress like an average normal guy and you don't have much sex appeal, you're not really offering anything that the average guy doesn't already offer, right? She could walk out in the street and meet 50 other guys exactly like you or a thousand other guys just like you. You're not in any sort of special separate category. So at that point, you would need to have something else to offer before a girl would have sex with you. In that case, Building comfort and getting to know her is one way that you would offer something. You would show off some of your personality. You'd spend a bit of time together. You would start liking each other. She would start thinking, I guess I could see myself having sex with this guy. He's really sweet. I like him. And then boom, you have sex. That's why most pickup artists use that as their strategy. Because off the bat, they don't have anything to offer to girls. And that's not a criticism of them as people. Although I guess technically you could say, yes, it is. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying off the bat, the second they walk up to a girl, all they've got to offer is a couple of jokes, a bit of confidence. And yes, that's definitely something. But girls aren't necessarily going to get wet and fucking jump on your bones just because you were funny and confident and you walked up to her and you said your pickup line. Yes, that is something in itself, but it doesn't wet the panties, right? So because most pickup artists aren't fuckable, they're not that cool. Although confidence can be a little cool, but they're not mass. They don't look cool. Their confidence is cool. Their jokes and their pickup lines are cool, but they don't look cool. They don't look good. So they have to offer something more. They have to be willing to, you know, build some comfort. They have to be a little more patient is another way of saying it. They have to let those personality um, traits that they have and those qualities shine through over a reasonable amount of time. It will take a little bit of time for that to come up and for the girl to warm up to you and like you and want to have sex with you. Yeah. If you're a hot guy, you don't have to offer anything. You just, what you have to offer is right on the surface and girls are like, yep, I like it. Let's make it happen. And you're like, but I didn't even say anything. She's just like, I don't care. You're hot. Let's fuck. And you're like, fine. Sure. That's that. It, it does start to get that easy. Right. And I'm nowhere near maxed out. I'm proof that you don't have to look absolutely God tier amazing. You don't, I don't look like that.
You just have to get yourself to a point where you're quite a bit above average. Bam, this shit starts getting really fun and really easy. I want you to think in terms of this transactional thing. And again, I'll make it bloody clear. I don't think sex is transactional like this. I'm just trying to offer this because this is the best analogy I can give. So let's temporarily look at sex as if it's transactional. Think of it in terms of girls who are fat. Like think from your point of view with girls who are fat. By default, they're not really offering you anything on the surface, right? You look over at them, at a fat girl. I'm talking like a really, really, really chubby girl. You look at her. You're not jerking off over her, yeah? You don't look at her and think like, damn, God damn it. She's amazing. You're not desperate to get her into bed. But if, you're sp- if, you, if you spend a few dates or a couple of weeks getting to know her, you might discover she's like the sweetest fucking sweetheart in the entire world. You might discover she has the best goddamn personality that you've ever found in your entire life. Maybe she's a world traveler and you find that super interesting. Maybe she's incredibly intelligent and you respect the shit out of her. Maybe she's gone through a hell of a lot of shit in the past. She's gone through hell. She's overcome it. She's become a better person. And you can't help but think like, damn, this girl's got balls. I really respect her. I really look up to her. She's amazing. At that point, you are far more likely to have sex with her, even though initially you didn't even consider that. There's no way in hell you would have had sex with her if she didn't open her mouth first and you know get to know you and you get to know her. Basically, she had to build comfort with you and now you want to have sex with her because of that comfort. And again, I don't mean to be so, you know, transactional or combative. It's not like she's manipulated you into liking her by building comfort or something like that. But this is a good way of looking at it to answer this question. And I'll also finish by saying, I'll add in that building comfort does help with retention. And when I say retention, I mean how long a girl is likely to keep seeing you and, you know, you guys keep seeing each other and that sort of stuff. The closer you get to a girl, the more connected you become, like the more you build this comfort, if you want to call it that, the more likely she is to stick around and keep fucking you. Yes, obviously. I think that goes without saying. Building a connection, starting to like each other makes both of you want to keep banging each other. So we'll end it by saying it's better that you work. I think it's better. Okay, it is better that you work on your own self-improvement, become a sexier, more attractive guy. Again, you don't have to be elite, although that is something that I would definitely recommend aiming for. I'm aiming for that myself. But not only does you improving yourself have carryover effects to the rest of your life, like your entire life will be better. You'll feel more confident. People will be nicer to you. People will respect you more. Sex will be better. Girls will lust over you. You will have casual sex much easier and on your own terms without you having to build comfort and jump through hoops and prove yourself to her because that's essentially what pickup artists have to do, right? They have to prove that they are worth having sex with because by default, they don't look like it. They have to literally prove their sexual worth and then the girl says like, yeah, okay, I think I am ready to have sex with you. Whereas a hot guy, he doesn't have to do that. He just walks up and she goes, yep, fine. You tick the box. Let's make it happen. You get to bypass the queue. You don't have to line up and and fill out an application. You don't have to like give me your resume, your sexual resume. I just look at you and I say, yep, cover letter looks good. Let's have sex. The other thing I'll say is improving your appearance means that you don't ever have to stress so much about building this comfort and making these girls like you. They're already going to be attracted to you, like I said, on the surface as soon as they see you and everything else will be a cherry on top of the cake. I'll give a final shout out to my Patreon. If you want to ask me questions just like Ed has and have me answer them on podcasts just like this one, go to patreon.com forward slash kill your inner loser. Plus, I'll be massively appreciative of you helping support me so that I can keep making content like this. See you guys.